Dick Bennett's um we don't very often talk to the boss about the success uh, he has in the British Touring Car Championship, but obviously um, four touring car titles for Colin Turkington says an awful lot about Colin, but obviously the, the team and the management behind West Surrey Racing are very much what brings uh, the results at the end of the day. And 2020, obviously Colin missed out on possibly a, a fifth title, but as far as the team is concerned, Yet again, you've had manufacturers and constructors title and also team title as well. Um, great result for West Australia Racing. Yes, yeah. No, it was a great year. Um, again, considering the restrictions everyone was up against, we didn't start racing until August too. <clears throat> We'd done quite a bit of testing back in February, March. Um, then, of course, we had to um, drop down to two cars, which was a shame. But uh, came through very strong, and as you say, we we won the manufacturers and the teams, and just missed the drivers. So seconds better than third. But yeah, we um, for Cole's sake, it would have been good to get the drivers for he would have had the record then. But um, to be honest, we we let him down on the Brands Weekend. Um, we didn't get the cars right for the damp, slippery conditions. <clears throat> so um, I've apologised to Cole for that and to Tom, but um, it'll make us come back stronger next year. Absolutely right. Um, how long have you been involved in motorsport? Give me a give me a sort of guideline in terms of your background to where where is West Surrey Racing are today. Um, oh dear me! I started quite young back in New Zealand um, uh, helping out friends but then I moved up from my home city Dunedin to Auckland um, where all the motorsport teams were based the top teams so I had a job there a company called Performance Developments Limited and we prepared and ran um, saloon cars single seaters modified road cars so I learned a lot then um, so I'm talking now of um, 1969, 1972. Then I got the opportunity to come to the UK with our New Zealand Formula Ford champion, David Oxton. He was um, uh, a trip to the World Cup at Brands Hatch, October 72. And I was supposed to spend another 18 months here and then went home, but I'm still here. So, yeah, from July 72, um, the UK, England's been my home. Absolutely. I mean, motorsport in New Zealand obviously was very active. There was a good motorsport background and uh, platform there. Yes, it still is, to be honest. Um, for a small country um, of four and a half million, um, it is um, incredible the amount of racetracks they've got. They've got two relatively new circuits, Highlands up in central Otago, lovely facility, lovely location, and Hampton Downs just an hour south of Auckland, which actually WSR helped to design. We actually designed the circuit layout itself. So, um, yeah, they've got, I think, nine circuits in New Zealand, so it's incredible, but there's still strong motorsport following um, the TRS series is very good for young lads coming through single seaters um, then we've got touring cars had a bit of a lull um, knowing which direction to go in but um, it's you know it's still got a very good following and um, in my earlier days when I was spectating with my father um, we had the likes of Jim Clark all those guys going out there to race 
in when it was the UK winter. Amazing. When I think about horsepower, actually, one name that pops 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 up in my mind, in fact, in terms of ho- horsepower, is uh, one Mark Todd, who was uh, a very successful New Zealander, to come over and uh, compete in in eventing over here. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. I actually went to watch him once down in Surrey. Down, yeah, <clears throat> um, one of my nieces was following all that, so she twisted my arm to go and have a look at it one day. So. Watching one horsepower go around a field was a bit different to what we're used to these days, and we're we're knocking on 400 horsepower with the current um, BTCC cars. Absolutely. Um, and of course, then one of my favourite road cars is the BMW M5 Competition, which is an incredible 625 horsepower. <laughs> so you think back, Formula One engines only had that 20 years ago. You have to hold on to the car. You have to hold on to the steering wheel with that sort of power in your hands, don't you? Well, I do, for sure. I'm not a racing driver. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing stuff. Um, Looking ahead, 2021, I mean, obviously we're hoping we're going to go into a a full season of 30 races starting in April. We're hoping that obviously by then, obviously COVID-19 will hopefully be... uh, winding down and become a thing of the past but it has been an incredibly difficult year but I have to say that uh, Alan Gow and his team have put together a very good package to get 27 races in between August and what November uh, was not was 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 quite an achievement in itself but uh, I think the one thing that's very evident is the fact that the spectators weren't there just to add that a- extra bit of atmosphere but the television package obviously helped a great deal in giving them the entertainment Yes, for sure. It was a shame not to have spectators there. But as you said, Alan and all the people involved, to do um, nine meetings, uh, 27 races in 15 weeks. So it was hard work, but just, you know, we pre-planned a lot. We had extra spares made, um, spare body work for all the back-to-back races, especially the worst, well, not the worst, the hardest one was from Alton Park to Knock Hill. So we had a word to the drivers, just be careful, because if we have a big accident at Alton, mm-hmm. you would then struggle to get the cars repaired for Knock Hill. So, um, no, it was great. The television numbers, I assume, were up. Um, but, yeah, considering what the country was going through and to have that all organised and finish um, the middle of November, we've never, I think the latest we've ever finished before was like the middle of October normally early October, so to finish racing on the 15th of November is, um, was in, into new territory, but also it, it adds another small problem. It gives us six weeks less to prepare for next year, mm. which we're now going back up to three cars. Um, we have two drivers signed already and a third verbally agreed, so um, it's interesting there is still a big demand for guys to do it and whilst I think there was 27 cars on the grid this year it wouldn't surprise me to be back up to 30 next year even though it's been a a tough year for the economy and I think next year will be similar. Because you've got obviously got Colin and Tom there Andrew Jordan obviously pulled out but I mean is Andrew coming back next year or is that still uh, being decided? Um, he, we don't know if he's coming back to the BTCC, but I, I don't think he'll be coming to us because, as I say, we've got two drivers signed already and we'll hopefully announce the third um, in the next 
probably two weeks. Um, we're trying to get it all nailed down before Christmas so we know exactly what we're doing. But we are, we have got several drivers in line to run in the third car. Um, so we will definitely be back up to three. We've actually sold two brand new cars to Sicily Motorsport. So previously we've only sold used the 125i M Sport. But now we've actually sold two brand new, or we will be selling 330i M Sport. So next year I think there'll be seven BMWs on the grid. So we're getting up to the same sort of numbers as the Hondas. But you're not going to expect any competition from the other drivers <laughs> in the BMWs you just sold, I guess. You want? Uh, <laughs> well, they're a good team. Um, so you know, our view is that if we can't beat them, we shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> if we do, if if we do get beaten, then we need to um, work a bit harder. <laughs> you'll, you'll go back and start doing mini challenge or something like that, will you? Maybe. So yeah, we're so we're putting pressure on ourselves, but. It's good to have, you know, two more BMWs on the grid and it just shows what a great car the three series has been. It's only done two seasons and we finished first and second last year and um which was a surprise to us to be honest for a brand new car. But it came out the box really quick. So we'd done all the homework, the design engineers, the mechanics, everyone had done their homework properly and we hit the ground running. So, um, and as we said earlier, Cole finished second this year and Tom finished 11th in year one, first year in rear-wheel drive, and he finished sixth this year. So he's gained five places. So I said to him, you can gain five places next year. You'll be number one or two. Amazing. So, stuff. yeah. Yeah, it's all good news. What about this hybrid um, platform that's going to be built into the two... Uh, 2022 cars. I mean, what are your thoughts about this uh, this hybrid um, development? Um, I think it's a good way to go, but I'm just concerned on the cost for the teams um, because of the current, you know, economical climate, <clears throat> which I think will take a year or so to come right. So, whilst I don't disagree with going hybrid, um, I'm just concerned on where people are going to find the extra money to do it. To, to modify the cars and then of course there's a fixed lease fee per car per season so the budgets are going to go up when we're all trying to drive costs down so it's a tricky one um, so as I said whilst I'm not against hybrid I'm just um, trying to find the money is not going to be easy absolutely uh, but the BMW sort of involvement, the support you're getting from BMW, obviously, is of great value in terms of uh, uh, your operation anyway, I guess, isn't it? Oh, yes. We, we couldn't have done it without them the last few years. Um, there's a reduced budget next year. That's all manufacturers are, are reducing sponsors. So this is where the problems arise that you know, um, BMW is staying in for next year, which is great news for us. They think the BTCC is great. Um, but we are getting a reduced budget, so we've got to cut our cloth accordingly to try and make the numbers work to still be at the front. Because, um, you know, someone has to lose, someone has to win. So, but because we've been at the sharp end now for many years, it's 
it's sort of hard to think where you're going to drop down too far down the grid, but there is some other competitive teams and drivers out there. So um, obviously Alan's very happy to have five drivers going into the final race weekend that can still win the championship. So great for the um, spectators and TV. But it it is so close now. The cars, the engines are very close um, that it's getting harder to get that advantage. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's exciting stuff. Um, challenging for next year with the budgets. Um, but you know we um, we won't we we don't give up easily. Put it that way. Absolutely right. I mean, front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, you've got a nice mix of, of rear-wheel drive and front-wheel drive cars there. And, you know, you sort of get the impression that in front-wheel drive works better at some circuits and rear-wheel drive works better at other circuits. But uh, I suppose if you get the car set up, front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive, you're going to produce the results, aren't you? It's very, it's a big, big debate, and this this could um, go on forever, rear-wheel drive, not wheel drive. But um, the way we look at it, um, the cars are equal. There's no advantage in rear-wheel drive. Rear-wheel drives have been penalised several times, but I don't ever recall a front-wheel drive car being penalised yet. Mm. They should have won, a front-wheel drive should have won the championship in 18, but it didn't because of mechanical failures. A front-wheel drive should have won it in 19, but it didn't because of mechanical failures. Mm. That's not our problem. We do our job. We we did 112 races up to Thruxton this year without a mechanical failure. So the guys on the team have done a fantastic job at WSR. Um, but it's not our problem if other people have mechanical failures or get involved in accidents when they don't have to. So... Yeah, it's a it's a delicate point with me, but um the end of the day this year rear wheel drives finished first and second, but two top line drivers and finishing races. Absolutely. Um so yeah, it's it's down to the other teams and yes, front wheel drive does have advantages in certain areas, that's for sure. It's easy to see that. Um but to me it's <clears throat> I've always had a say, and you can win. There's four ingredients in motorsport. You can win races with three of the four, any three of the four, but to win a championship, you need all four. Mm-hmm. So that's a good car, our BMW, a good engine, BMW engine, a good team behind it all, engineers, mechanics, management, and a good driver. So that's the four ingredients. But as I said, you can win races with one of those missing, whether it's a driver not being the best, whether the car, the engine, um, but you'll never win a championship unless you got you tick the box for all four. Absolutely. And that's what we work really hard at is, you know, giving the drivers competitive cars, whatever the conditions are, um, and reliability. And that's someone like Colin who brings the car home, you know. Um, and it was only, we, as I said, we, we let him down at the final round or we let him and Tom down with, we didn't quite get the setup styled in quick enough. And it's so competitive now, even though we were still quite quick, um, we, you know, we, we lost the drivers. And where does Dick, so, Bennett, yeah. where does Dick Bennett fit into all of this? Um... 
Good question. <laughs> um, I oversee a lot. Um, we have a new team manager this year, Carl, Carl Mitchell, who's doing a great job. And I oversee the engineers listening to when we ran three cars, I listened to three, and I'll pull that information together to help all three. Um, I'm always watching other cars. So my background strength is engineering. So we have David doing commercial work, David Eccleton and Mike, Mike Ewan doing finance. So the three of us, um, you know, it, it works well. Um, it's a good package of how the whole operation works. And I still have a passion for it. Um, we do get asked if we would go back to single seaters, but at my age now, I just focus on three cars in the BTCC. We could have easily run four cars next year. Um, possibly five cars, but we're comfortable all set up to run three cars properly. So that's the way we're going to continue. Um, and you know, it's 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 a tough year, but it's it's still. I think next year is much better. There's only one back to back. Um, and then we've got something like a seven week break in the middle, so everyone can have a holiday as long as the COVID rules allow us to. Um, I normally go home to New Zealand for four to five weeks, but that's not going to happen this Christmas um, mm -hmm. due to having to quarantine for two weeks out there. So hopefully those rules will change soon. But um, meanwhile, we'll just um, have a, a Christmas here in the UK and hopefully maybe a white one. Absolutely. Well, you make obviously make a worthwhile contribution to West Surrey Racing, don't you? That's what I that's what I was trying to get to, which is fantastic. As far as going yeah, back, yeah. which we, is great. Uh, it's a f attention to detail that I've always been fussy on, and people think I learnt that from Ron Dennis when I worked there. But I had that my own self um, attention to detail before I worked for for Ron. Hmm. Um, presenting a car, making sure everything's checked, making sure it's right, it looks good, you know, prepared properly, set up properly, that's half the battle. I'm reminded, of course, also about the fact that uh, one Ayrton Senna came through uh, through with uh, with you over the years when he was doing single-seaters. Yes, yeah, Ayrton came to us. Um, it was an interesting little story because... When they were doing Formula Ford 1600, Ayrton was up against a young Argentinian lad on Riki Mansilla, Kiki Mansilla. And we struggled with Kiki initially because he jumped the ladder one rung. He went from 1600 to F3, whereas Ayrton went 1600, Formula Ford 2000, then to us. But when he saw what Kiki was doing in our car, we finished second in the championship with Kiki in 1982. Ayrton came to me and said, you must have a good car because I don't rate him as a driver. <laughs> it was quite unfair of him. Um, so we did a test day with Ayrton with Kiki's car at Snetterton. He just flew. I couldn't believe how quick he went. Um, so we did that non-championship race the end of 82 and he just blitzed everyone. Hmm. Um, then he headed off home to Brazil and he came back and, and we'd obviously bought him a brand new car and he was actually upset he liked the 82 car and I said no we, we give a driver a new car every season and he said but I like that car it was quick I said well the new one will be quicker because you know slight evolution each year so um, he's the only driver that's ever said he wanted to drive the older car they all like 
you know, a newer car. So, no, that was a reason he came to us because Eddie Jordan was trying hard to get him. And um, I've worked with Eddie before doing the Macau Grand Prix, you know, EJR and WSR joined together to run the Theodore cars because we always had to race three and have one spare. So no team had four cars. So we'd one year we'd supply two, race two, and the next year we'd supply two, race one, and have a spare car. So we'd alternated each year. And so now I've known EJ for years, but he was <clears throat> apparently trying very hard to get Ayrton. But Ayrton did it on the basis of testing our car and um, the result he got at the Thruxton race. Um, so, yeah, it was a... A great story. But also amazing from your perspective to actually have him as part of your operation for a while. I mean, bearing in mind, obviously, uh, how his career panned out and what a what a great uh, champion he proved to be. Yes, for sure. Um, but then, of course, we had Mika in 1990 and he um, won the British F3. Um, Ayrton won Macau, the two-heat race. A friend of Ayrton's, Mauricio Guzman, we won the F3 in 85 of them, and we won Macau. Mika, we won the British Championship, and we won the first heat at Macau, and he should have won the second heat, but he decided to pass Mr. Schumacher on the last lap, and he didn't have to do it because of the aggregate points, mm. the aggregate timing. So he threw away a Macau overall win, whereas he didn't have to. So it's about the only time I fell out with him. <laughs> we had a very we had a seriously damaged car and we we're racing in Fuji the following weekend so we instead of the guys celebrating Sunday night we were working till 1am stripping the chassis up to put a new one in but that's all in the past so um, yeah and then the following year we had another Brazilian champion in Rubens Barrichello so mm, mm. three I mean, of our five F3 champions have been Brazilian so yeah good background some really happy and very fond memories. But uh, as far as uh, yes, this year is yeah. concerned, obviously good results. Obviously a good season to look forward to in 2021. Can I wish you all at West Surrey Racing, all of your family back home in New Zealand, if you're not going to see them, wish them a happy new year and a happy Christmas. And uh, very best wishes. Because just, just pass on congratulations to all of you for, uh, for what has been a very good season, despite Colin not managing to wrap up the fifth Yeah, time. yeah. He'll do that no, eventually, won't he? He'll get. He's a bit time. upset Sunday night, but we got over that many weeks later. So the new but, challenge, but yeah, it's a whole team effort. That's what I have to stress. It's you know, mm. <clears throat> I might be at the head, but there's you know, we've got a lot of very good people here, and we're a happy team. We get on great, and um, yeah, roll on 2021. Fantastic stuff, Dick. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, and thanks for your time. And uh, very best wishes for Christmas and the New Year. And uh, and we'll see you in 2021. 2021. Yep. Thank you very much, Patrick.